Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher Study. My name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with my friend and colleague, the preacher at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, Bob Hutto, have the pleasure to bring to you another portion of God's Word during this allotted time. Uh, very, very thankful to have this opportunity uh, in the new year. You probably, if you've been following us, know that we went for a few weeks where we couldn't put that on because of scheduling conflicts, but it's great to be back in the swing of things again and have that regularity uh, that we established over the, the year. Uh, we've been looking at the book of James, and it's a book chock full of practical wisdom, divine mm-hmm. wisdom from above that can help us order our lives in an appropriate way, and I hope that you've been enjoying it. As we always say, encourage your friends, encourage your coworkers, your relatives to take a little bit of time. As Bob has said multiple times, 15, 20 minutes, uh, very small digestible bites, but it will definitely do a lot of good uh, for your understanding of the world. Uh, anytime you're exposed to God's Word, you come away benefited if you have the right mind and the right uh, reception of it. I want to thank our two deacons who always make this possible, uh, Mark Towns and Jason Reed. Thank you for their talents and their abilities. Uh, it's amazing what they do for us, not only here during the time that we record this podcast, mm-hmm. but what they do afterwards to make this thing ready and accessible and available for you all. And I know you guys look for that at a certain time, I guess Thursday mornings. And uh, when it gets up there, you know it's this hard work and the labors of these individuals here. So we thank you for that. Brother Bob, you have some introductory Well, remarks? I was just going to say, you know, a, a few days ago, I, I was trying to do something on my computer. I'm, I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at the technology. Right. It's just so frustrating. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't complicated. I finally right. figured it out, but right. it took me a long time to figure it out. Yep. I'm thankful that Jason's here and that yes. Mark's here. And it doesn't depend on me or, right. or, or you. You've exactly. talked about that as oh, well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That uh, if it were up to us, we wouldn't have we a podcast off the ground, going yeah. out. That's right. We yeah. didn't know what one was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so we're really thankful for them and, and their their good work and enabling us to do that, so, to, to do this work. So. Well, we appreciate them. Thank you. Well, let's dive in here. Uh, we're going to start with verse 12. And last time we talked about the equality in Christ between the lowly brother and the rich brother. And ultimately, both of those brethren need to trust and depend upon God and see themselves through the lens of God. I like the point you made last time that we need to adopt God's perspective uh, not only on our lives, but on the world and trials and mm-hmm. things that come our way. And it's a much different way of looking at things. In fact, we might say it's counterintuitive. Uh, and it takes that wisdom that uh, takes some time to develop to see things through the lens of God. And we're going to see that very uh, concept in this next series of passages we're going to look at here. Let's start with verse 12. And I will signify that I am reading from the New King James Version, which it may read a little bit differently from some of your versions out there. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, he gets birth to sin, and sin when is full grown brings forth death. So he starts out saying, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Uh, I know your version says trial, and that's a slightly different vantage point. We'll talk about both. So I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time uh, talking about the temptation angle, but I think we'll see some of the same concepts, mm-hmm. even with the use of the word trial. So blessed is the man who endures temptation. Why? For when he has been approved, and you think, okay, who's giving the approval? Obviously, that's God. When he's been approved by God, what will happen? He will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And one of the things I like about this is it, it puts the, the, the ability to succeed, whether it be a temptation, as, as I just read, or a trial, is really on looking beyond that temptation or looking beyond that trial. In both situations, you're looking to what's the reward of 
enduring this. Mm-hmm. It's not just sometimes we, we tell people when you're dealing with temptation, just stop doing it. Don't do that. Control yourself. And, and that, that has its place. But many times we see in the scriptures that God goes further and says, you know, there's a carrot out here. There's something that you're working towards. In this case, he says, you're working for the crown of life. Why? Because you love me. And so maybe we can use these concepts to help us overcome our temptations or overcome our trials, looking at this crown of life that God has for people who love me. So why is it that I resist the temptations of the flesh? Because I'm trying to get to heaven. Why is it that I can go through a very difficult circumstance and be faithful to God? Because I'm trying to get to heaven. I mean, everything really centered mm-hmm. towards, I want to go to heaven. I want to be with God. I'm looking, and, and I, don't think, I don't think it's inappropriate for us to be appealed to by the crown of life because that's mm-hmm. what God is doing. I think it's interesting. I thought a lot about Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4 has a similar concept of the crown of life being an inducement for the right kind of behavior. In 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So he says, look, I'm at the end of my life, and let me tell you what's driving me on is I'm going to get the crown of righteousness that the Lord is going to give me on that day, and not only just me, but everybody who, like me, has loved the appearance of Christ, meaning that you have a relationship with Christ and you can't wait for him to come back. So again, this is the idea of the eternal carrot, if you will, as an inducement for us to live the kind of lives that we want to live. So I think that's a powerful thing to unpack in our lives. If you're struggling with temptation, uh, think about how much do you believe in heaven? How much are you striving to get there? How much do you love God? How much do you want to be with him? And then you got to look at this temptation. This is something that could deprive you of what you want, which is to be with God. This is something that threatens your ability to be in heaven. This is something that jeopardizes your ability to have fellowship with God. And I think that's going to embolden us to get through that because there's a reason to get through it. It's not stop doing that. It's stop doing that for a purpose Mm -hmm. because it jeopardizes my plan to be with God for all eternity. But I know your version talks about I'm reading from New American Standard Bible. Mm -hmm. It uses the word trial here. Speak to that. So uh, the translators here, the uh, they, they've chosen the word English word trial mm-hmm. to translate the Greek word. The King James translators chose the word temptation. Right. There'll be a good de- deal of overlap between sure. those two things, right. trial and temptation. That's right. A trial, to me, a trial is, say, morally neutral. That's right. You know, it might be I some agree. some hardship in our life, mm-hmm. a, a sickness or a financial challenge or an injury or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that may taste, test, test our, our faith and our faithfulness. Right. A temptation is is more an an immoral act. We know right. that God will test people. Right. We read about Him testing Abraham. That's right. That's right. But He tests people so that they can pass. That's right. That's right. You know, He wants Abraham to pass the test, and He's hoping for the best for Abraham. Satan seems to send seems to send temptations, yes. hoping that we will fail. fail. You that's know, right. that's and right. so uh, uh, it, the emphasis in this passage, however, really is on. Uh, enduring, whether it's temptation mm-hmm. to sin or mm-hmm. a trial of some kind. Mm-hmm. The emphasis in the passage is on enduring That's that right. That's right. and the result of, of that endurance. You're going to be approved, That's approved right. by God. And then that's going to lead to the reward. Amen. A couple of other passages talk about uh, these kind of things in a similar way. Romans 5 is one of those. Mm-hmm. And that we talked about this in connection with James chapter 1, the first part of it. He says, uh, we exult in the hope of the glory of God at the end of verse 2. And not only this, 
We also exult in our tribulations, mm -hmm. knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Mm -hmm. There's that idea of endurance, mm -hmm. perseverance, and then perseverance, proven character, mm -hmm. approved, approved character, and then proven character yields hope, hope of what? Hope mm -hmm. of eternal life, That's of right. course. Exactly. And so you have that same kind of mm -hmm. series uh, of events, uh, trial or temptation, endurance, proven character or you're approved and then the end result of that is the reward amen you know that's um it's very important that we have a perspective on life of where we're going we have to have direction in life you have some people that kind of float around rudderless and just kind of toss here and there by the waves of life but the christian has a very distinct uh, compass if you will we are heavenward bound and everything is kind of filtered through that lens and it helps us to endure, whether it's the temptations we've been talking about or the trials, either way, you need to have that fixation on this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I couldn't help but think, and I know it's more in the context of trials, but look over in Hebrews chapter 12, what is said mm -hmm. about Jesus, uh, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, listen to what it says about Jesus who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so it gives us some insight. How is God on the cross, Jesus, able to endure that? Well, he looked beyond that. He wasn't just looking at what was happening to him and fixating on the pain. He's looking at the reward. He's looking at the joy that was beyond that if he's faithful. And he says that he looked at, he endured the cross with that perspective. And now as a result of that, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And we likewise need to endure things by looking to the end result. We talked about that earlier about the, how can you look at trials with joy because you're looking at the end result. What is it going to do for me spiritually? How is it going to produce fruit in my life? And again, when you look at it from the spiritual lens you could take something that looks to be awful and negative and terrible and actually it's a positive not because you enjoy at this point is made in Hebrews 12 no chastening is enjoyable at the, at the moment but it's looking at the peaceful fruit of righteousness mm -hmm. that is yielded by those who are trained by the chastening of God so the same thing here that we need to have a perspective looking at the end game and that's going to help us deal with the struggles and the temptations of life a couple other passages very similar Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, mm -hmm. you have need of endurance so that when you've done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. Absolutely. And so there's there again is that idea of enduring the here and now, mm -hmm. all the challenges that we face here and now, whatever form they might take. That's right. Enduring that, why? Because there's something better waiting for Absolutely. us. In fact, it's been promised to us if we endure. Amen. And then Galatians chapter 6 is another mm -hmm. similar idea. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due season mm -hmm. we will reap if we do not grow weary. And so that, that again, you know, in, eventually in due season we're going to reap. And so look, don't, don't be, don't give up, don't, give up, don't lose heart. And so that idea of enduring, look, looking to the goal, don't mm -hmm. get caught up in the here and now, mm -hmm. the difficulties of the here and now, that'll be discouraging. Right. But, but if you can keep your eye on the goal, well, then you can endure the challenges of this life. Now, I think discouragement is a real its a real thing. It is. It's a very effective tool of Satan, I think. Uh, if a person gets discouraged, uh, he, he's, he or she you know, liable to give up and quit. Amen. Take, take um, a, a student in school, and he's maybe not a, a, a very good math student, let's just say, for, for example, and he's given certain problems, and he can't do them, and he mm -hmm. has a difficult time. 
and he, he's consistently getting the answer wrong, he gets discouraged. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's he's about done, isn't he? That's right. But if he can have some success, that's right. If he can have some success, he gets a good teacher, puts in the work, puts in the time, and he then he can endure the difficulty and he can he can uh, he can prosper. But if you get discouraged, well, that's that's rough. And it's so easy to get discouraged. Uh, we can get discouraged in our battle with sin. I mean, how many of us have had situations where there's a sin in our life and we feel like we got it under control and then we fall prey to it again and then we make some success and then we fall prey and we're just frustrated. We know this is wrong. We know it. we thought we had this under control. We thought we conquered this. And Satan's whispering saying, give up, sit mm-hmm. down, stand down. You're never going to do it. And we've got to say, no, we can do this, and we've got to get back up and dust ourselves off. I'm always encouraged, although it's also a verse of accountability by 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 12 through 13, when it comes to dealing with temptations and sin. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in the next podcast. But 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So he says, look, don't think that, sometimes we think that this is unique to us and we're going through something that's so terrible and so awful and, and the temptations we're dealing with are just unique to us, nobody else. He says, no, 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 all temptations are common to man. There's nothing unique to you and the temptations you're dealing with. He said, but the more important thing is that God is faithful as you're going through this temptation because he's gonna provide a way of escape. And isn't it interesting, he says, why? That you may be able to bear it. Mm-hmm. Very similar to idea, endurance, exactly. So anytime you go through a temptation, you know that there's a way of escape that God has provided and so you ought to start looking for it and see it and then have the conviction and the determination mm-hmm. to take it and isn't that emboldening to us because God says I mean that, that's the whole focal point of that passage not you and me God is faithful so when a person God. says oh no I can't do it well you're calling God a liar because God says you can do it because there's a way of escape that I presented you got to find it you got to take it you got to want it but but we can and that ought to encourage us heard a story one time just to illustrate some of the things we're talking about this gentleman was a marathon runner, and he had, he's run very successfully. Well, he, he got hurt, and he wasn't able to run for a while, and he lay down. He got got out of shape, and mm-hmm. uh, eventually he decided he was going to get back into it. And so he got involved in a, um, a a marathon, a competition, and but he wasn't doing very well. He started hurting, and and he, he got and there were there were little tents set up where he could stop and and maybe get a drink and rest for a little bit, and so. He decided that he would do that, and he, he just wasn't doing very well that day, and he sat down in one of those tents, and over in the shadows in the corner, a voice came and said, you know, all you have to do is quit. Uh-huh. All you have to do is quit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, I thought about that, uh-huh. and after a little bit, I got up, and I finished the race, you know, but you that's Satan telling us. It is, it, it we, is. Maybe we're not doing very well. Right. Maybe we're stumbling. Maybe we're right. tempted with that same old temptation and right. falling prey to it. And there's Satan over in the corner of our mind somewhere. And he says, look, Bob, all I got to do is quit. Just, just give in. Right. And, you know, things will be much easier for yep. you. Well, you just can't listen to that you voice, cannot. can we? We, can, we just got to endure, got to get yeah. back up and push on and endure. And, and we'll get better. We will. The little success will get better That's and better. Right. And, and we can... We can run so as to win, as Paul says Absolutely. in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And God has given us all the tools that we need to be successful. And so he's done his part, and that ought to really encourage us. If we do our part, which is to keep trying and keep growing, keep developing, uh, we're, we'll overcome. And so we have to endure these things and think again, what are we trying to do? It's not just so 
you know, I can live a good moral life. It's not just because I just want to be disciplined. It's not just to show other people that I can control myself. All those things may have some merit, but really it's because I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to heaven to be with my God for all eternity. And so if we began, every day think about where am I going? I'm going to heaven. And these are things that I have to endure. I have to go through in order for me to get to my destination was to be with my God. So I'm resisting temptation to be with my God. I'm going through this trial to be with my God. I'll say no to the lust of the flesh to be with my God. That ought to be the vantage point that we have on everything. Well, we know it's a narrow way. I mean, Jesus yes. talks about that in, yeah. in the Sermon on the we Mount. Talked We've about talked about that. the yeah. similarity between the Sermon on the Mount and James. It's a straight way. It's a difficult way. It's a challenging way, but it leads to life. Exactly. And so we can endure whatever challenges there are if we keep our eye on on heaven, on the goal. Amen. Well, we have uh, consumed a lot of time, and I made less progress than you did last time. (laughs) (laughs) That's saying something. (laughs) So people in glass houses not throw stones, so I'll quit throwing stones. But we have enjoyed the study. I'm not surprised that you made less progress than I did. (laughs) I don't think anybody is, including our audience. But uh, we do appreciate the time that we've had, and thank you for being with us again. As we say, get the word out, and we look forward to the next opportunity to dive further into James. As always, want to end our podcast with a word of prayer and ask Brother Bob Hutto to do that for us. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for all the the blessings that you give us. We're thankful for the the, the richness of the blessings that come to us through Jesus Christ. We're so thankful that we have an opportunity to have fellowship with you through him and through his sacrifice, through the blood that he shed on the cross to atone for our sin. Father, we understand that without your grace, without your love and mercy and compassion, without Christ coming to this world and going to the cross, that we would be alienated from you and without hope in this world. So, Father, we're, we're so thankful for the opportunity to be among your children. Father, during this lifetime, we face trials. You understand that. You know that. Uh, we face difficulties. We face temptation to sin. We face trials uh, to our faith. Help us, Father, to to endure. Help us to have perseverance and develop stronger perseverance as time goes on. Father, help us to see those temptations that come to us that plague us. But Father, so often it's not a lack of knowledge that a certain thing tempts us. We, we know the temptation. And Father, we just are, are weak and lack the resolve uh, to endure it. So help us, Father, to have that strength. Help us to have that endurance so that we can run the race that's set before us effectively. Father, you've told us about heaven. You've told us about eternal life. You've described it for us. Uh, we have an understanding of what that's going to be like through the descriptions that you've given to us in your word. Father, we pray that we'll have the desire to be there in heaven, in your presence, in your glory forever and ever. Help us never to lose sight of that goal. Help us not to be caught up in the affairs of this world. Help us to understand that these things, no matter how nice they are, they're only temporary. And that eternal life in heaven, in your glory, is really where we want to be. And Father, help us to understand that if we keep our eyes on that goal, then we can endure whatever this life throws at us. That we can persevere we can become stronger and stronger, and that we can live in hope. We, can, we know that because your son Christ did that. And if we follow in his steps, well, then those steps will lead us through this life into eternal life. Father, we, help, we pray for your help. We pray for your strength to endure these things. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.